The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am here. I am so sorry I missed earlier this week, but uh, we're here today uh, by the graciousness of uh, legendary Dave and producer Brett here at the America's Web Radio. Uh, I am so thankful letting me fill in so so that we, you guys are are uh, blessed with a show. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, folks. Listen, I, I I love doing this, and uh, and I'm humbled every week, and the and the outpour from people who wanted to hear you got to do a show, you got to do a show this week. Uh, it's very humbling. It's very humbling, and I. I cannot thank you guys enough. I mean, listeners from uh, Georgia to Florida to New York to Montana to Utah to California to Texas. I mean, it's just it's a you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. So uh, thank you very much. And, and I'm happy to be here. I, I'm very glad that my schedule could allow me to be here today. So um, we're going to get to a lot today. I got a lot to say. And, I, and I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not a doom and gloom person. Uh, those of you who know me by now, you know I am an, an internal optimistic. And believe you me, if you knew some of the things that I've been through, <laughs> and I don't mean just going through high school and college being all of five foot two if I was wearing the right shoes, because trust me, that ain't easy to do. Uh, <laughs> you try being a dude going through high school and college. Well, at least your dad didn't make you a suit. <laughs> you know, that's true. And uh, uh, I love the reference to Johnny Cash. Love him, love him. <laughs> No, he did not name me Sue, thank God. Uh, but, uh, uh, it ain't easy, folks, going through, uh, high school and college being a dude that's five foot two, you know, being two feet shorter than everybody else. Although I will say this, I was just in New York. I just got back from New York. And this is the first time I walked through Times Square and felt tall because most of the illegals that were there were about as tall as I am. Or so. uh, no, listen, uh, <clears throat> I, I'm just I'm glad to be here, folks. And, and we do have a lot to talk about. But listen, those of you who know me, you know, I, I, I I'm an eternal optimist. And uh, I look at life, and I'm thankful for each day. And you should be, too, because let me tell you, folks, I you I. You need to look at every day as a blessing. You need to look at every day as a gift because you you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know what next week brings. You just don't know. And 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 you look back at at the things that have happened. Um you take you look we 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 just got through September and another anniversary of 9/11. Uh, look what happened to those people. They're in an office building. How many stories above the ground? The last thing they were thinking about, oh, a plane might hit this building and kill me. You know, they didn't think about that. You know, you just don't think. You, you need to understand your life is very fragile. While we are very strong people, uh, and, and you can look at this as, as, as humans, how strong we are and how ad- adaptable we are. But then you add to that we're Americans, and we have the American ingenuity. We have the American spirit. That makes us strong. It really does. A lot of people don't realize it, but it does make us strong. But still, we in the human form are pretty fragile when it comes to certain things that can really uh, end end it for us real quick. So uh, so just understand. And But that's where my optimism comes from. Thankful to be here every day. 
And, and I'm, and I'm blessed to be able to come to you over the airwaves, whether it's here at America's Web Radio or whether when I'm filling in for Eric Erickson or down the road when I'm filling in for, for one of the other big guys. And you, you just never know. You don't know where this show's going, but it's growing. Um, but I'm thankful to be here and thankful to be able to talk to you guys and thankful to be able to give you my point of view. And, and that's what this is. I'm going to give you my point of view. You guys can have your own opinion, but, um, I will give you mine and I'll give you an analysis that you're probably not going to get from anywhere else or anybody else. Um, and, and you can take with that what you want, but I hope that I can enlighten you. I hope I can make you stop and think for a moment because understand this. One of the easiest things as a human, uh, easiest things to do, and this is just behavioral science, folks. Just, this is, it's just true. It is very easy to be negative. It is very easy to hop on and off the negative train. And for some people, when they hop on that negative train, they can't seem to get off. It takes work to be positive. It takes work to have a positive outlook. I, I, some of you out there, maybe you're like me and maybe that's foreign to you. But trust me when I tell you that the majority of the people in this country, it's very easy. And not just this country, but just the, just the human condition. And like I said, this is you can look up and study some behavioral science if you want to. It's very easy to be negative. Very easy. And and when why do you think the news is constantly negative? It's like, it's like getting stuck watching a, a train wreck or a car crash. You can't turn away. You have to watch. And so what, what does the news do? They, they, they will spin whatever they can and put out as much negative vibes as they can because you're going to watch. They're going to get clicks. They're going to get eyes. They're going to get viewership. It's the same way, just mentally. It's just, you, 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 for some reason, it's just easy to be negative. And then it piles on and piles on and piles on. Listen, if you're living your life and you're surrounded by people you call your friends and they're negative all the time and it's always doom and gloom, then you probably need to find some new friends uh, because your life is going to be better when you start to take a positive look. Now, look, I'm not saying not to be a realistic, uh, realistic. I'm not saying that <laughs> it's very easy to see that we have a dementia patient in the White House and the rest of the world is laughing at us. That's easy to see. But you don't have to be down and negative. You don't have to 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 put the negative vibes on your life. Just understand that we've got a bunch of uninformed voters in this country. It's it's unfortunate. Unfortunate. We do have a lot of un, uninformed voters in this country who do flyby media. And what do I mean by that? That means they don't stay tuned like most of you guys. You know, most of you guys listening to me, even you Democrats listening to me. Now, you may be watching the wrong shows like CNN and MSNBC and all that crap. But at least you're staying tuned in and you're, you're watching what you think is the news. Most of my listeners who, who, who are libertarian or conservatarians or conservatives, um, or independents, you guys tend to watch a, a plethora of news and, and different, and you read different sites and websites. Uh, so you get a different, better, you get an overall view of the news and you're a little bit more informed. Um, but there's a whole lot of people in this country who just don't do that. Every now and then they'll click on to their TikTok or they'll click on to entertainment tonight or they're going to watch Jimmy Kimball or one of those other goofballs uh, that's supposed to be funny but they're not anymore because they can't drop the politics. Well, people get their news that way. That's drive-by news. And then they, and then I told you negativity builds and then they believe this stuff. They believe that the Democrats are somehow for the poor. Uh, the Democrats have kept their foot on the backs of the poor to hold them down for decades. 
but then they'll tell you that the Democrats are for the black man. The Democrat Party has decimated the black family. The Democrat Party has decimated the black culture. The Democrat Party has kept its foot on the back of the black folks to keep them down for decades. I, I These are just facts. Folks. I'm sorry. Look, I am a fellow minority. And the Democrat Party right now... You want to know why we have an open border? The Democrat Party right now is trying to replace the black vote with the Hispanic vote because they're losing a lot of that black vote. And and on the other hand, look, they never the trust me when I tell you, even though right now polling is showing that Donald J. Trump may have 20 percent or more of the black vote in 2024, the Democrats don't believe it. They don't believe it and they're not going to believe it until it slaps them across the face. Because for the most part, the Democrat Party uses and abuses the black vote because they think it's in their pocket. And unfortunately, 80% or more of, of, of the black vote, uh, a, a lot of the black women and probably 90 or 95% of black women voters will vote for the Democrat Party blindly. And the Democrat Party is taking advantage of you. And understand, I, I am Hispanic. I got my foot to the ground, my ear to the ground, and I am telling you what the Democrats are doing with the open border. They're bringing in all these Hispanics because they they think they can make another dependent class that's going to blindly vote for them. And they think they can build this this Hispanic class, destroy – listen, the Hispanic people are very family-oriented. And now the Democrat Party will do everything they can to try and destroy that family unity in the Hispanic – in that community, just like they did with the black community. And they will try and make them dependent, and they will try to make them 100% Democrat voters, and uh, they will put their foot on the back of the Hispanic and, and hold them down. I, I look. This is, I, I'm sorry. This is just look, and this is coming from somebody who grew up being told they had to be a Democrat. I was told for years and years and years while growing up that you're, you're brown. You've got to be a Democrat. Well, that ain't so anymore, folks. That ain't so. And thanks to my wonderful parents, I was taught to be a free thinker. I was taught to think on my own and be an individual. And uh, and it's changed my life. <laughs> but um, I'm just telling you, look, these are some brutal facts that you're going to get today. And, and you're always going to get brutal honesty from the On Point with Victor show, which, by the way, this is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, and this is... The On Point with Victor Show, and I am the Mexican, not afraid to be American, and I'm not afraid to tell you how it is, because on The On Point with Victor Show, you're getting common sense, you're going to get logic, you're going to get truths, and if there's anything I get wrong, I'll come back and I'll and I'll correct it. It rarely happens, but I'll do it, um, but it's just a fact. The Democrat Party wants dependency. They don't want to earn your vote. Listen, set if you don't believe me, step back and just watch Watch what a Democrat will tell you and how they frame their speech and watch what a conservative, a true conservative, someone like Jim Jordan, some of these guys who, who actually like Ted Cruz, uh, even Donald Trump. When Donald Trump is talking to you or Ron DeSantis or, or even Nikki Haley to a degree, um, when they're talking to you, they will talk to you about policy. They will tell you, listen, you're, you're, you're paying this now you're for gas. You're paying this for, for energy. You're paying this for food. Inflation because of government spending is, is causing pain to you. We need to fix that so you can earn more. You can be an individual. You can be responsible. All of these things talking about what the individual can do. Democrats won't do that. Democrats will put you in a box. You've got to be in a group box. And you've got to be a victim. The Democrats will tell you somehow you are a victim. And once they convince you of being a victim, then they're going to tell you all these beautiful, wonderful things they're going to do for you. 
And then they're going to tell you that the other side is racist and bigoted and this and that, all while they do the very things that they accuse the Republicans of doing. The Democrat Party cannot look at you in the face and say, our policies work. They can't do it. Listen, Joe Biden wrapped his hand and his brand around Bidenomics. And now he's trying to break away from Biden. The the administration, look, Joe Biden doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't know where he is, and doesn't know what day it is. But the people controlling him, the administration, they are trying to decouple the Biden administration now from Bidenomics. Because you people, even you people who are misinformed voters and uninformed voters, there's one thing that you will get. You will get when you pull up to the gas station and you got to shell out a hundred dollars to put gas in your tank. You will understand when you're sitting in the gas station going, I'm on empty. I don't have enough money to go to a full tank because I still have to buy dinner. I still have to buy groceries. I still have a kid to provide for. My kid needs new shoes, whatever it is. But these uninformed voters will understand when they pull in that gas station and instead of filling a tank up, they're going to get half a tank or they're going to get a quarter of a tank just to get them by because they can't afford it because they have to budget something that the United States government just can't seem to understand. Listen, while you're out there having pain, while you're out there deciding how much gas you can put in your car and how long will that gas last... So you can still pay for groceries and any other needs that maybe your kids or family need while you're worried about that and having to budget. Every one of these goofball politicians is having a steak dinner at night. I don't care if they're establishment Republicans, if they're the Democrat Party, they're getting together. They put on a show for you during the day. And at nighttime, they go to the same steakhouses, they go to the same bars, they go to the, they, they don't shop groceries because they've got somebody to do it for them. They don't have to pull into the gas station, they got somebody to do it for them. And if they do pull into the gas station to get gas, they're using the taxpayer credit card. They don't live like you and me. They will stand up there and tell you all kinds of crap that they think you want to hear. And they'll put on a good show. Oh, that person's bad and that person's bad. And they'll act like they're fighting. And then come nighttime, they're at the same steakhouse. They're at the same seafood place. They're at the same bars. Their kids go to the same private schools. Understand this. While you are being forced by the Democrat Party and you black voters, listen to me now and listen to me well. When you are struggling to keep up with what they're teaching your kid in school so your kid doesn't get behind, but your kid's getting behind anyway because they're too busy teaching your kid about transgenderism or or or, or some kind of uh, worm that has two butts on it that we have to save or the climate's going to burn or the earth is going to burn and this child and your child's not going to live to see the age of 16. So is, they're teaching them that kind of stuff. Not how to read, not how to comprehend, not how to think critically. No, they don't want to teach that. They don't want to teach that. If they teach you that, then your kid's going to grow up to be too good of a voter, and they might vote them out. So while you are struggling and while you will look around going, I why can't I take my kid out of this failing school? And you black families, please listen to me. Please listen to me. You brown families, listen to me. When you're in that area that you're in and you're in a failing school and you want to take your kid out and go put him in another school, The Democrat Party is the party that's telling you no. And some establishment Republicans, let me tell you something. I'm not going to let establishment Republicans get away with with, uh, with doing some bad things, so I'll call them out. 
But for the most part, it is the Democrat Party that looks at the the black family. Actually, they'll lie to the black family and the brown family and tell you that they're that they're going to educate your kids. But they're actually getting in the way because if you're a black family, a brown family, and you want to grab your kid out of a failing school and move them over to a, a school that succeeds, the Democrat politician tells you no. Because the Democrat politician is against school choice. They're against school vouchers. They don't like homeschooling, and they don't like uh, charter schools. They want you stuck in a government school so they can mold and indoctrinate your kid. That's what they want. That's the Democrat Party. And, and this is the party that so many of you minority voters uh, uh, give your blind vote for, and it's ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So um, you've got to understand this. You've got to understand that these people – while you're suffering and you're budgeting and you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're trying to figure out how you're going to get to the next month, these politicians go home at night after they go to their steakhouse, their favorite lobster house. They they order their whatever food they need. You think Nancy Pelosi is out at the dollar store buying her dollar ice cream? No. She gets the most premium of the ice cream delivered to her and stocks her fridge. Is your fridge stocked? These people are supposed to work for us. These people represent us. We the people of the United States. So, and I'm saying this to get to this mess about, about what happened, uh, with, with McCarthy. Uh, because as, like I said, as they put on this big show and like they're fighting and stuff, folks, they're, they're all going to their steak dinner. So I'm going to come back. Let's go to a break. We're going to go to a break and I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you my, my take on this, um, what's going on and everything. And we'll talk about a few things. We'll talk about the presidential race too. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor show. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Are you a veteran of Desert Shield or Desert Storm? We do a show for you every Monday at 1 p.m. on veteran-owned, americaswebradio.com. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderas, a Mexican not afraid to be American. Look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can fact check me all you want. Uh, all right, listen. Before I move on to my take on the uh, the debacle that uh, the Republicans are putting themselves in, <laughs> look, never, ever, 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 ever underestimate the Republicans' ability to snatch uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. All right, just don't ever underestimate. I don't know what, if the Republicans were as good at anything else as they are at bringing defeat to themselves, then this country would be such a better place. Oh, it would be a better place. Anyway, all right. Uh before I get to that, I want to say a few things about the last debate. Um the last debate happened uh, last week. I think it was last week. Uh well, anyway, 
it happened and uh i i told you guys before this this whole thing looks like a um like the b team it looks like a b and c team on stage this looks like they look like petulant children um they and if you want to see my analysis on the debate the last two debates you can go to my social media and you can find i've done uh, excuse me folks i've done um I, I I really went went into the first debate, and then the second debate it was just too easy, so I made a quick an, uh, analyzation of it. But I did do a little recap. If you go to my social media, you'll find it, and uh, and you can check out what I what my thoughts were. Um, but I will tell you right now, I this second debate was worse than the first debate. I, I mean, they just look like petulant children. Um, it, it it is ridiculous the bickering that's going on. It's it's so obvious. Uh, it would be a different story if Trump were on the stage with them, but there's no need for Trump to be on the stage. And, and I, and I said it again in, in my analyzing of the second debate, uh, the winner of the people on the stage was, uh, was Ron DeSantis because once again, Ron DeSantis didn't get into the fray. He didn't go fight back and forth. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't get into that. Um, but Ron needs to lighten up a little bit. I will say this. Uh, Ron's problem is he just needs to connect with voters better. He needs to relax and he's just be himself. Um, he just seems to me to be a little, a little too uptight and that doesn't come off well. Uh, so if, if you're in the Ron DeSantis camp, uh, listening to me right now, Ron needs to lighten up. I, I've seen him do it. I know he can do it. So he needs to lighten up and smile, but smile naturally. Just be have a good time on that stage. You don't need to get into the bickering, and, and which Ron DeSantis hasn't done. And the reason that Ron won the debate because I, I probably up until this point I would have pretty much called it a a, a draw between him and and uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, Nikki was doing okay until she got into looking like a freaking child and an angry uh, child at that, um, and then she said some things. Uh, that were just to me, it, it, just too establishment for me. Um, and then, uh, well, and, and Rajaswamy, the guy, there's some stuff about him that's going to come out, folks. But, but um, until that comes out, the, he, he's 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 doing all right. He's going to do. He's doing pretty well. And he he had a good night. He had a good night that that debate uh, to a degree. Um, but at the end of that debate, I'll tell you the losers. And this pains me to say. This pains me to say. But the losers to that debate was Fox News. Because of that dumb question that they ask, and and the they seem to not really control things well. Um, I've got some ideas on how to do a debate, and I think it would be much better. Um, but if they're going to do a debate like they did there at Fox News um, that night, that last debate last week, if they're going to do a debate like that, they need to have a button in front of them so they can cut off microphones. If 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 these if these candidates are going to act like petulant children, uh, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Tom Scott, um, I mean Tim Scott, and Pence, you got if you guys can't respect one another to let somebody speak and then you rebut and all that, then the 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 moderators need to be able to just shut your mic off, just shut it off. They have a button and shut these mics off. Um, so if you're going to Fox News, if you're going to do it again, you need to be able to shut off mics. And I know you had the capability to, to do it. But uh, you need to have that button. The moderator needs to have that button so they can immediately, bam, just just mute that button and get the order back on that debate. Um, and also, but the reason why I say Fox News is a loser is because that's ridiculous IQ-reducing question at the end of the debate um, about who would you vote off. 
This is not now. I understand Fox News. You want to get viewers and you want clicks, but you need to do it on the merit of the people that that are trying to win the highest office in the land. These people need to convey a message to the American people. We have a dementia patient in the White House, and he's he's failing, and he's taking the country with him. We need to hear from these candidates on how they're going to fix things, how they're going to in the confines of the Constitution. Because this is something else that needs to come out of the debates. I don't know how many crap that Chris Christie threw out, that Mike Pence throws out, that Nikki Haley throws out. How much of that is not in the purview of the executive branch? We have a United States Constitution in this land. We have the rule law, rule of law. We have 18 enumerated powers specifically spelled out in the Constitution. If if something doesn't fall in the 18 enumerated powers, then these people have no business talking about it other than saying that's an issue for the states. That's an issue for the people of this country and the state that they reside. Because I am sick and tired of this federal government growing and growing, and I'm sick and tired of the establishment Republicans growing it just as fast as the Democrats. They just do it in a different capacity. And this is what I mean when you hear me say I don't want – Chris Christie, because, well, let's face it, Chris Christie's not a, not a Republican. He's not a conservative. He's in there to bash Trump for the, on behalf of the Democrat party. Um, and, uh, and I will tell you, I like Nikki Haley, but she's too establishment for me because she just, just, it's, it's, it, I won't get into it now, but there's, but let me tell you, if she's the nominee, look, any of these Republicans will be better than the Democrats. Uh, but we can do better and we should do better. Uh, so, but anyway. But you can look at these and listen to them like Chris Christie and some of the things Nikki said and Pence. Uh, they will throw out their opinion on things that the federal government has no business being in. They have no business being in. So when will we have a debate where we have a moderator that will pull out the United States Constitution and goes, no, I'm not going to ask you about that. And no, you're not going to waste our time with that because that's not the job or a power given to the federal branch, the federal government. That is not a power that the executive branch needs to concern itself with. We need people in this country who can hold these these candidates and these politicians to the fire and will question them. Where in the Constitution does this give you the power as a federal government and the executive branch? Where in the Constitution does it give you the power to do this to the American people? And I want to see them stand there and, and somebody like Chris Christie or Mike Pence or, uh, or or even Nikki Haley and Tim Scott. I want to see them look at the camera and go, uh, uh. Because they should be able, if you're going to propose something that's going to come from the executive branch or from the federal government that is going to impact the way we the people live our lives, then you better be able to show me in the United States Constitution where you derive that power. Because you can't just willy-nilly make up these powers, which is what the Bidens are doing, the Obamas did it, the Bushies did it. Uh, I'm and listen to me. Listen to me right now. If Donald J. Trump tried to do it, I would be on his case as well. But I will give Donald J. Trump a little leeway because he's a businessman. He hasn't been groomed in all the the ridiculous schools of indoctrination about this is the Constitution or this isn't. But I will tell you this, and this is what I implore, and you Trump people that are listening to, that are part of the campaign listening to my show right now, because I know some of you do, um, you just make sure the right people, people like uh, um, uh, 
Ted Cruz, people like Mark Levin, people that know the United States Constitution, you make sure they're accessible to Donald Trump. So if Donald Trump, because I understand, I understand Donald Trump, I truly believe this in my heart of hearts. Donald Trump really wants to help the American people. He wants to help the blue collar. There's a reason why the union worker, not the union bosses, but the union worker, they want Trump. There's a reason why the blue collar worker wants Trump. There's a reason why the Hispanic worker is going to Donald Trump. There's a reason why a lot of black young men workers are going to Donald Trump because he connects with them. And he talks about, I, I, we need to make a policy so your life gets better, so you can do better for yourself. But somebody needs to be around Trump to be able to say, look, that's a great idea, Mr. President. It's a great idea, but the Constitution doesn't allow it. So you you can talk about this idea, but it's got to go to the states. Uh, there needs to be somebody to do the, uh, around to do that because I do not want Donald Trump to go do anything outside his purview of, of the Constitution, just like I don't want any Democrat to go outside the purview uh, or any other candidate, any, 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 I don't care what party they are the constitution comes first because we the people should come first and yes the american citizen of this country should come first and i don't mind saying that i do not mind saying that so so I, that debate was just a total debacle and and with that stupid question at the end i'm sorry it made fox news uh, losers for that debate and 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 when when she asked the question who would you vote off the island so to speak basically trying to get these candidates to fight each other we don't need that we don't need candidates fighting each other, but there they go. Fox News tried to get each candidate to say, oh, well, that Chris Christie needs to go or Ron DeSantis needs to go or whatever they want. That's ridiculous. And the reason why I, I named Ron DeSantis the winner of the debate of the people on that stage is because Ron DeSantis immediately, when, when they asked that question, when that question came out of Fox News, uh, the, the moderator, uh, Ron DeSantis immediately said, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to answer that question. That's disrespectful. And not, he didn't say disrespectful just to me. He said, that's disrespectful to my colleagues up here with me. And I'm not going to answer that question. And then it's funny how all the other candidates jumped on and, and, and took Ron DeSantis's lead. And good for them for doing it. Except for... Except for, wait for it, Chris Christie. Chris Christie couldn't wait to write on his little notepad and act like a petulant child and hold his little note card up and say, I'm going to vote off Donald Trump. Yeah, I. who didn't see that coming? Chris Christie, you need to go away. And if you were smart, if you were smart, Chris Christie, you would go put your ha- your name in the hat to run for Senate to knock out Bob Menendez in New Jersey. Now, I, for one, I really wouldn't care to see you in the Senate because you're just going to be another Mitt Romney. But I would rather you be there, I guess, than Bob Menendez. And Bob Menendez has just really, really screwed things up out there. And it wouldn't be hard, Chris Christie, probably for you to beat him and become a senator. You're not going to be president. You're not going to be president, Chris Christie. So... Be smart. Drop out of this race of the presidency and go throw your hat in the ring and go run for Senate. Go run for Senate. I do believe you might be able to do some good. Maybe. Maybe so. But anyway, um, so it, it's just ridiculous that they asked that question and, uh, and kudos to Ron DeSantis and kudos for the other candidates to jump on board with Ron and not answer that question. So, all right, folks, we got to go to another break. We're blazing through this, so uh, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is The Only Point with Victor Show. What will Victor say next? Find out every Tuesday at 1 p.m. on the On Point with Victor show, only on America's Web Radio.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Listen, I got a listener chiming in. You listeners are awesome. A listener from Georgia chimed in and said, uh, let's be honest, the only people on that stage running for the presidency is Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, and the rest of them are running for VP. Uh, and that's 100% true. I agree with that 100%. And, in fact, that leads me to this. So so you, listener in Georgia, you are spot on. And, uh, and, and man, you're making the host look good, and that's your job. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, I – this is what needs to happen right now. If they're going to continue with debates, and and listen, Don, the overall winner of the last debate was Donald J. Trump. His, it's amazing how the, this just cracks me up. And honestly, folks, I didn't see this coming. I really did not. I thought Ron DeSantis would have broken away by now, and this would have been a two-man race between Trump and DeSantis. But I was wrong. I, but when because I didn't count on all those indictments really happening, and those indi- every time an indictment happens, Trump's numbers went up. Well, this last debate was such a debacle that mess between Haley and Vasaswamy, and and when Haley said um, what you said now just made me feel dumber, or or you know she tried to use the line from I think it's uh, an Adam Sandler movie where the guy the the I think I think it was Adam Sandler he gave some answer and the professor said. Every one of us here in this room right now are dumber for having to listen to what you just said. Well, she tried to do something like that. And, uh, and it was just disrespectful to me. Uh, what, you know, it didn't come off as a joke like she had probably want, ah, maybe she didn't want it to be a joke. I don't know. But, um, but anyway, that petulant fighting that was going on with Tim Scott and Ravaswamy and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie and Pence, um, I, I mean, and what a joke. Um, and Pence, dude, I, he's a nice guy. I like Pence. Good family man. Uh, outside of politics, man, he's pro- he's a great dude. But what are you thinking? Every time he's on stage and he tries to, and, and to, to, we did this in the Trump Pence administration and he, and he, he keeps citing the Trump Pence and rightfully so because the Trump Pence administration has a great record. But why on earth would I choose number two when I can go vote for number one? Because the Trump Pence administration was led by Donald J. Trump. The policies that came out of the Trump Pence administration was Donald J. Trump. He was the driving force behind those policies, not Pence. Pence was on the coattails. Uh, so why on earth, Pence, why on earth are you in this race? Because I it would never look at you and go, I'm going to vote for number two when I can go vote for number one. Now, if number one wasn't in the race, maybe I'd look at you, but not now. But So here's what needs to happen, folks. 
Look, Donald Trump's numbers went up eight points after that debate. I don't think anybody else's numbers went anywhere, up or down. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen it yet. But my, my guess is that everybody on that stage probably stayed where they were. But Donald J. Trump went up eight points. Donald Trump's lead is now in the 60s. Donald Trump's polling numbers are in. And listen, do the averages. Like I said, don't look at individual polls. Just look at the averages because the averages will tell you the truth. The averages will tell you where the American people are headed. And Donald J. Trump is in the 60s. Everybody else. Look, the only other person in double digits is Ron DeSantis. Everybody else. Now, Nikki Haley's coming up. She's coming up a bit or, or came up a bit. Um, so here's what needs to happen. If they are going to continue with the debates, because Donald Trump's not going to be in a debate. And listen, Donald Trump is 100% right, ladies and gentlemen. I know many of you would like to see him on stage, uh, but he's not going to do it, and he shouldn't do it. When you are crushing everybody else, you don't need to respond to him. You don't need to even – you don't even – Donald Trump needs to pretend like they're not there. So if you're in the Donald Trump campaign and listening to me now, and some of you are – Please convey this message. There is no reason for Donald Trump to attack any Republican anymore. No reason for Donald Trump to attack a Republican because it's as if they're not there. Donald Trump, you are in the 60s. You're so far ahead of these other guys. Do not give them the time of day. And especially, you need to follow Ronald Reagan's commandment. Do not attack your fellow Republicans. There's no need for you to do it. No need for you to do it, President Trump. You're too far ahead. You turn your attention 100% on Joe Dementia patient Brandon Biden. Turn your attention to what the Democrat Party is doing to this country. That's where your firepower needs to go. Now, every now and then, yeah, you can you can talk uh, trash the DAs coming after you, trash the attorney generals, trash the judges. But, dude, be careful because judges, man, they can they can burn you. But um, I, you know, you probably, you know, Trump seems to know what he's doing. So, but uh, but really. Turn your firepower to Joe Biden and, and, and the Democrat party because they are the ones that are, that are really harming people right now. They're harming this country. So no need to attack the Republicans. No need. No one's going to catch you. No one is even close. So you don't need to respond. So it's very smart for Trump not to be in the debates. Now, if the RNC were smart, they would just stop the debates. Uh, I mean, but understand this. They can't do that. They can't. And, and honestly, the RNC shouldn't do that. They, the RNC is not in the business to pick candidates, even though they try. And they're trying really hard to pick someone else other than they don't want Ron DeSantis and they don't want Trump. Um, so have your debates. But please do this, RNC. You do have the power and you should cut this debate stage down. The, the only people on, that probably should be on that stage is Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Ravaswamy. Everybody else on that stage, you can cut. And if you don't want to just cut them out, then do two debates. You did this in 2015. Do it now. Do it now. Have the A squad and the B squad. And the A squad needs to be Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Ravaswamy, and then everybody else can be on the B stage doing their little their little infighting debates. Uh, because there, none of the people that are down at 1%, 2%, 3%, which is everybody on that stage except for Haley and except for Ron DeSantis and Ravaswamy. So – we could save a lot of time. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, they're all campaigning for, like my caller said, uh, they're, they're campaigning for VP, uh, except for Ron. Ron really wants to be president. I think Nikki really wants to be president. Um, Robert Swamy, 
that dude doesn't want to be president. He's in there to uh, to have Trump's back. In fact, it came out in the news the other day. Uh, well, there's some stories out there that leaked out that the Ravaswamy campaign is in touch with the Trump campaign and they talk, and which is what I said uh, weeks ago. Uh, Ravaswamy, look, I like him. He's a good guy, but he's there to to run cover for Donald Trump in those debates. Um, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, it's really going to be if anyone come breaks out, it's going to be Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley. It's going to be one of them. Um, that's my opinion. But I think all of them should eventually drop out and every one of them should get behind Donald Trump. Everyone's going to have to get behind Donald Trump. Donald Trump's going to be the nominee, folks, and, and I, I, unless something drastic happens. Um, but I hope they're all ready now. Before I move on, I got one little bone to pick with Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, not only do you need to connect better with people, be 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 lighter on your feet, be happy, smile naturally, be yourself, man, be yourself. Think back to your military days. Think back to how, how you were with the guys. Um, um, just be more relaxed. Now, you got to do that. That's going to be great if you could do that. But I am really getting tired, Ron DeSantis, of you telling the media that Donald Trump can't be elected. Now – Months ago, I was okay with you saying that, and I honestly I, – I was starting to agree with you because that's what the polling was showing. But now the polling isn't showing that. Ron DeSantis, listen to me, please, because you're probably not going to be the nominee. It's going to be Donald Trump, and you're going to have to get behind Donald Trump because Donald Trump is worlds better than Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or or the whack job in California, Newsom, or Chief Nakahoma fake Indian Warren. Uh, or Bernie Sanders. I mean, my goodness, or Hillary Clinton. I, I mean, my goodness, Hillary Clinton, Halloween's coming up and she doesn't even have to change her costume. Oh, bad host, bad host. Look, Ron DeSantis, you're going to have to get behind Donald Trump when he's the nominee and he's probably going to be the nominee for, for you to go around. Now, again, months ago, I was okay with you saying it because that's what the polls were showing. But now every poll and more importantly, the polling averages have Trump trouncing Joe Biden. He has right now Donald J Trump is on his way to a landslide victory electorally and in the popular vote. Understand the polling averages right now have Donald Trump winning the the popular vote. Do you know when the last time a Republican won the popular vote? Do you know in 2016 nor in 2020 Donald J Trump never not one poll ever ever never showed him winning the popular vote. Right now, the polling averages Donald Trump is winning the popular vote. So, Ron DeSantis, you got to cut this out. You cannot go on the news and say Donald Trump can't be elected because you're going to have to come out in a few weeks and say Donald Trump can be elected. And you're going to look silly. So now you need to say, hey, I the, the, the polls are shifting and it looks like Donald Trump can win. And then, listen, be a man about it. And say, all of us on this stage, including Donald Trump, are going to be way better than the dementia patient, way better than cackling Harris, way better than, than uh, Socialist Newsom, way better than Communist Nakahoma Chief Warren, uh, Indian Warren, <laughs> Chief Indian Elizabeth Warren. So you guys are going to have to come together. And you got, I'm just sick and tired of you talking about each other can't win. Because I think anybody on that stage, with the exception of Chris Christie, could probably beat Joe Biden or Kamala or Gavin Newsom. So, all right, that's what I'm going to say about that, and that's it. And that's my – look, my humble opinion. 
uh, these people need to go ahead and drop out and they need to get behind Donald Trump because Donald Trump's running away with the nomination. So, all right, let me move on to the Speaker of the House mess. Now, I've got a little bit different take on this. I'm not doom and gloom, folks. I am not doom and gloom. This could actually be awesome for the Republicans. They could come out of this smelling like a rose. The Republican Party could come out of this situation right now, and they could crush the Democrat Party. They could put the daggers in the Democrat Party. We're talking 2024. They could take the Senate. They could make more, in, make a bigger victory margin for the House and win the presidency. The Republicans are poised to do all of that. All they need to do is by next week, we need to have, and I mean by next week, they need to name another speaker. They need to unanimously be behind the speaker. Now, that speaker, in my opinion, needs to be Jim Jordan. The establishment Republicans need to get with the Freedom Caucus and all the other, you know, the, this is the thing about the Republican Party, folks. And, and listen, it in some ways it's bad, in some ways it's good. But one thing, if you want to know the difference between the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, the establishment and the establishment, because there's a lot of similarities between them, more than you think. But if you want to know what what sets them apart, the Democrat Party is unified. They are one party in destroying America. They are one. And maybe that sounds harsh. And Media Matters is going to hate that, and uh, some other people in, uh, that are that, that will monitor this show are going to hate that, and I'm going to catch a lot of flack for it, but I don't care. The Democrat Party, understand, listen to me, and listen to me well. Turn up your devices, turn up your volume, reach in, turn up the hearing aids, whatever you need to do. Listen, the Democrat Party is united in bringing down the United States. Now, what do I mean by that? They don't want to destroy the United States to go away. No. The Democrat Party wants to bring the United States down a few notches on the world level. They don't want the U.S. to be the world power. They want the U.S. to be equal with other countries. It's just not fair if we're better than everybody else. That's your Democrat Party. They unifyingly stand together in bringing the United States to a halt. The the, the Democrat Party does not care that the economy is not growing. The Democrat Party is happy with 1% growth or 1.5% growth. They're happy with that. That's what they want to get to. They're happy with high taxation. They're happy with obliterating the middle class. They don't want a middle class because the middle class will throw them out of office when they get sick of them. They don't want a middle class. They want a dependent class. The Democrat Party is united in trying to get a a huge dependent class in this country. They want the United States to model socialist Europe. That's what they want. And they unite. They Now, I'm not saying that the Democrats don't bicker amongst each other because they do. But they only bicker about how fast to get to where they want to go and and what what strategy to use. That's what they bicker about. But the outcome they want, they stand united. They stand united. They all want more power over you. They all want to force you to get a shot. They all want to force you to drive a certain vehicle. And eventually, they all want you out of a vehicle. They want to put you on government transportation, a government train, a government bus. The Democrat Party stands united in wanting you, we the people, to not be able to have an ownership in a car. And let me tell you, they don't want you owning a home either. They don't want you owning a home. They want you renting from the government or, or just having to, to accept government housing and live on top of each other in these 15, 30 minute, whatever they call them cities. That is the Democrat. They stand united in doing these things. They want to tell you what to buy. They want to tell you what to eat. They want to tell you where you can shop. This is what they do. They stand united in that. 
They may bicker about how to get to that point, but they agree what the outcome should be. Now, the Republican Party, on the other hand, we have a Freedom Caucus. We have a a, a, a Liberal Caucus, a this caucus, a that caucus. There are so many different factions of the Republican Party. And and unfortunately, too much of the Republican Party is an establishment big government party. They they love the big government. They love the power. And they love spending the money. They just think they can spend it better than the Democrats. The Democrats think they can spend money better than you and me. The Democrats think that the individual is too stupid to know how to spend the money. So the Democrats say, we spend your money better than you so we need it all and we'll let you have a little bit the republicans say we'll give you a little bit more money back to the individual because we can spend the money better than the democrats so we want to spend as much as the democrats but at the same time we'll in that spending we'll give you a little bit back the individual and then we're going to go spend the money because we can do it better than the democrats that's what the establishment republicans think then you've got the freedom caucus guys who are the true conservatives and they're like no we have 18 enumerated powers the federal government needs to be reduced that means bye-bye irs bye-bye department of education um the uh uh hud department bye-bye and then uh, the, the departments like the EPA, you're going to be reduced way down. The FBI, you're going to be reduced in your budget because your job is to go after criminals and things like that. Certain, there are certain parameters. Your job is not to go after the school board meetings, the FBI. I mean, I mean, so the, the conservative Republicans have it right in what they want to do. Shrink the federal government, give money back to the people, grow the economy, uh, take off those restraints. Be energy independent. Go drill, baby, drill. Frack, natural gas, all of it. And in the, and while we're doing that, we'll develop naturally the solar panels. We'll develop naturally windmills. We'll develop other, uh, other, uh, nuclear power. All these things are, 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 a, we're able to do if we do them smart. If we do it smart. Uh, so, so this is what I'm saying about the Republican Party is they're just different fractions. And so they will argue with each other. My problem with the establishment is the establishment will eat their own before they'll go knock out a Democrat. Because see, understand the establishment Republicans, they love being in the limelight. They love to be loved by the media. For some strange, ridiculous reason, the establishment Republicans want to be liked by MSNBC. They want to be liked by CNN and PBS and NPR. I don't know why, but they do. They want the Democrats to speak nicely of them. That's ridiculous. But the establishment Republicans can't help themselves. They just love the adulation. They look to the Democrats and go, oh, they get all this adulation from the media. Well, I want some too. So what do the Republicans do? And the biggest biggest example I can give to you is Newt Gingrich. Look, I love Newt. I've always liked Newt. But but my my only problem with Newt is he's always been, ooh, establishment might come first. But you know, when he was speaker, he did a heck of a job. And he stood with the conservatives. Uh, and he did. But now you got to understand, now Newt, all he, he writes books and he's making money off the establishment. So Newt Gingrich has gone 100% establishment. But I have never heard, never, and this is the example I want you to understand where I'm coming from. This is, this is where I'm coming from. Newt Gingrich went on the, on Hannity the other night and blasted the, the, uh, eight Republicans who voted to oust McCarthy. He didn't want to hear a debate. He didn't want to hear their reasons. He just blasted them for throwing out the establishment guy. All right? And, 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 and it wasn't just, now look, I would have been okay if Newt had came on the air and said, hey, listen, I disagree with the eight Republicans, the eight conservatives, I disagree, and, and one of them not even a conservative. Nancy Mace is not a Freedom Caucus conservative. Nancy Mace voted out McCarthy for other reasons. But, 
some of those guys were from the Freedom Caucus. Some they were conservatives. And Newt Gingrich went after the conservative. He went after the conservative. The conservative that's fighting for school choice. The conservative that's fighting for lower taxes. The conservative that's fighting to shrink government. The conservative that wants to cut spending. Newt Gingrich is happy with the establishment Republicans saying, well, we're going to reduce the amount of increase in spending. That's not a spending reduction. When you increase the amount, you're, when you decrease the amount you're going to increase, it's still an increase. But the Freedom Caucus and the conservatives want to cut government spending, which has to be done. We are $33 trillion plus dollars in debt. We can't keep spending like blind sailor or drunken sailor, blind sailor, drunken sailor, maybe blind sailors too. I don't know. Um, we can't keep doing that. We have to cut somewhere, folks, at some point. And if we don't start cutting now, it's going to be really painful when we have to really cut out of, out of the mere survival. So we've got to do it now. We, we really need to do it now. So my problem with Newt is Newt went on and he just absolutely went. I mean, he called these Republicans treasonous. He called his own side. No matter what you think about McCarthy being ousted, the Republican Party has to come together and they got to move forward so that we can win and we can save the country and we can help people. What it comes down to is helping the poor, helping the middle class, helping everyone. We can only do that by getting together. Not We're not going to get together by the Republicans calling their fellow members treasonous. As much as I dislike the establishment Republicans, I don't call them treasonous. I just call them big government Republicans, and I'd like to throw them out of office. But I'm not going to call them a treasonous. Do you know if you're convicted of treason, the you, the penalty is death? Is Newt calling for the death of conservative Republicans because they get in the way of the press's establishment? I, I mean, folks, I'm sorry. You can't not look at it this way. And again, I like Newt. I respect Newt. He's one of the smartest guys in Washington. But he's making money off the establishment, so now he's 100% establishment. And here's my problem. Here's my problem. If you're going to go after your fellow Republicans and call them treasonous, how come not one time, not once, have I heard Newt go after Obama that tough? I've never heard Newt go after – oh, wait, better yet, better than that. I haven't heard Newt go after Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham wants to give illegals amnesty. Lindsey Graham probably voted for Joe Biden in 2016, uh, 2020. Lindsey Graham, don't, you wait folks, he will stab Donald Trump in the back as quick as he can, uh, if Donald Trump wins in 2024. Lindsey Graham would give every illegal amnesty and keep an open border if it were up to him. McConnell will spend money like a Democrat if we keep letting him, allowing him to spend money. McConnell will not bring up real cuts. To, to the budget, to government programs. McConnell stands in the way of that. Newt, why haven't you gone after McConnell? Why haven't you called for McConnell to be primaried? Why haven't you called for Lindsey Gramnesty to be primaried? You haven't done it. But you'll go after the conservatives. You won't go after the, the, the establishment Republicans, but you'll go after the conservatives. And the conservatives are the people that are going to save the, the American people. Uh, so look, Newt, I don't know what you were thinking, buddy. I don't know what you were drinking, but I hope you come around. I hope you come around because it's bad enough that you did that and you won't go after Lindsey Graham. You won't go after Mitch McConnell. You won't go out. You didn't go out after Liz Cheney, all the other uh, Republicans that are just Democrats in, in cloaks. Uh, no, you didn't do that. And, and, and then if that weren't bad enough, 
I've never heard you go after a Democrat like that. I've never heard you go after socialist Bernie Sanders, um, Obamacare. I've never heard you stand there and demand Obamacare was treasonous and that needs to go. I've never heard you go after Democrats like you went after conservative Republicans who are on your team. They're on your team. So that's my problem with Newt. So understand, let me tell you where I'm coming from on this. McCarthy was going to go. He was going to go no matter what. McCarthy, understand, he was going to be ousted. They all knew it. McCarthy basically lied to to get. Look, a lot of you are mad at at, uh, at Gates at Matt Gates. Look, McCarthy told Matt Gates he would do a certain number of things if Gates voted for him, and so Gates voted for him, and McCarthy went back on his word. That's just a fact. Now, my I will say this though: Gates isn't the 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 winner here at all either, because Gates. He, he, I'm going to say something here. He shot his wad too soon. <laughs> uh, he, he, he fired his barrels too soon. Let's put it that way. Uh, he fired the barrels too soon. Gates should have waited about 35, 40 days. He should have waited for this continuous resolution to, to run out. That's when it should have been done because they had, they would have more leverage. But Gates couldn't help himself. Look, Gates is a smart guy, folks. Some of you hate him. Some of you don't like him. Some of you think he's crazy. He's a smart guy. He really is. He's a very smart guy, but he's impulsive. He's impulsive, and he should have waited. So, so listen, I'm coming at this from a from an outsider's point of view, and I and and listen, I, I yes, I am. I love the Freedom Caucus, but I if I will call them out when they're wrong. And Matt Gates, he was wrong in my opinion for doing this now. He should have waited till after the CR. He should have waited about thirty forty days. He should have waited thirty forty days and then done this. Uh, but it's done. It's done. And like I said, it was going to happen anyway. It was going to happen anyway because McCarthy is an establishment GOP guy. He puts the establishment first. He will not put the people first. He puts his finger to the wind and he does whatever he thinks is going to be what, what the media likes and all that crap. So, um, so he was going to go anyway. And look, McCarthy's a nice guy outside of politics. I, great guy I probably hang out with, but for, for leading the country wasn't going to be McCarthy. He was always going to be thrown out. So, but here's why this can be a win. Here's why this can be a win. The Republican Party needs to come together behind Jim Jordan or maybe Scalise. Uh, there's, there's plenty of people. Get behind. Find somebody. Get behind them. Get unify. Get behind them. Have them and, and make the announcement by next week. And then boom, this goes away. And, and, and even Matt Gates will look like a genius, especially if it's Jim Jordan. If Jim Jordan is who they choose to take over the Speaker of the House and they do it by next week, the Republicans will look like geniuses and then they can go right after the Democrats, go right after, uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden can't even complete sentences in an interview. Joe Biden has destroyed the economy. It is going to be easy for the Republicans to win. You guys got to stop the bickering, come together, pick a speaker, move forward, attack the Democrats, don't attack each other, and that's the path forward. We can win this and and get behind Donald Trump because he's going to be the nominee, and uh, let's go take care of business because – and listen, be prepared. Joe Biden's not going to be the nominee. <laughs> Joe Biden can't answer questions, folks. This guy's in trouble. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to get rid of Kamala because they don't want Kamala. They want Gavin Newsom. They want the white guy. They want the white, the party that tells you they're for black people. They want the white guy to save them. So you black folks out there who are sick of it to the Democrat party and you keep, you black women who, who keep voting for the Democrat party, are you going to vote for the white guy? Because that's who the Democrats are going to get. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll see you next week. You have a great rest of your week. Have a good weekend. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.